one shot at a time. Welcome back to the Enjoy the Walk podcast, ladies and gentlemen. What a Masters we had, Dante. Dustin Johnson taking it home in record-breaking fashion. Guys, I hope you enjoy the rest of today's podcast. We're going to break down the Masters, a recap of everything that Thursday through Sunday had in store. We saw Tiger um, flashback a little bit of the uh, 2019 dominance in the early rounds, put himself in contention early, um, and kind of just not really make too much weekend noise. We had uh, we had Rory kind of typical Rory fashion, put himself in the mix and, and blow it on tee shots uh, far left. So we'll talk about that. Dante, let's get into it, man. Masters weekend. What a great week it was. November Masters, um, all kinds of hype around. Is April better than November? Vice versa, is November better than April? Well, we've seen a whole week. What do we think? Do we like April? Do we like November? What, what What's our fan favorite going forward? Do we want to see more November Augusta National? No. And Masters is it. It's just set up better for April because, I mean, you got the flowers coming in. The It just seemed a lot of the backdrops behind the holes with the trees. The trees weren't as full because it, it's like I said before, it's not like the north. It's not that fall foliage where the trees are still full and full of color. A lot of these trees just look dead and and the, and the flowers weren't there. So it was like this gorgeous green course. And then it was just like, eh. You so, want to know my favorite, you know, how we talked about last week, the, the masters, the, the crew at Augusta national loves to control the conditions. I think personally, if I, if I were to have guessed their biggest pet peeve of this weekend, it would have been the flying pine needles on Sunday. afternoon. Oh my good. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, I, I think it was Shane Lowry maybe, or uh, someone when they were sitting there, they like, they had to just stop and call the guys over to just blow away the pond needles. And I was watching it from like the TV. I was watching it from a dis- distance and I don't have the best of eyes. Um, so I was like, Oh man, like my girlfriend was like, yeah, there must be like something on the green. I said, probably like pine needles and it's like, or leaves or something. Yeah. So I don't really see anything until they had a close up of Rory the one time getting ready to set up a putt and he was picking up all the pine needles in his line. I said, Whoa, I did not realize there was that many pine needles all over the place. Well, and I think obviously it goes without saying the pine straw, as they always call it. Uh, if you miss the fairways at Augusta, you're you're gonna hit a shot inevitably off some pine straw. Well, where do those pine straws come from? Why why is that there? It's because of the trees that drop them consistently. And I think it was just we've never seen it on that magnitude because they were literally dying off the trees because it's November in Augusta. And, and we've, we saw something we've never gotten to see before. And that's a just absolutely polluted back nine <laughs> of, of Augusta national. So I found it funny. The announcers are kind of chuckling at it. They probably had like a, uh, cease and desist on the, on all of the mentioning of that. I didn't really hear him mention it too much, but I don't think as a, a going down the back nine of Augusta, they were probably allowed to. Yeah, a lot of the things actually that it made me laugh, but it kind of, you know, there was more of a sense of brought them back to a reality of that's the stuff you see the common man golfer play in. I mean, if you come to my course, you're going to see leaves and pine needles all over the place. I mean, they do their best to blow it off um, with the weather conditions. This, the course has been soft. So the, like you're not getting the 50 yard rolls. I mean, 
you know, it, it was just kind of cool to see them almost playing on course conditions that you would normally see at 90% of all the other public tracks out there. Well, and I think, you know, one thing I, I kind of proposed, uh, and I want to hear your opinion on it, you know, are, are we happy that we saw kind of the layman's terms, the layman's version of Augusta, or are we ready for April and to see Augusta in its glory again? Because I think, yes, it's cool to see Augusta national in, in a light that we've never seen it before. But at the end of the day, when I tune into Augusta, when I tune into the masters, I expect to see that one course that is so perfectly manicured above the rest. And we just didn't see that this past weekend. It just wasn't the case. It was wet. They had a lot of rain. There was some obvious brown spots the entire week um, that weren't, you know, foot traffic related. They were just kind of like browned out areas because that's what the grass is there um, this time of year. It was, it was interesting, but I'm ready for April. No, I would, I would agree with you on that. And I would also say, like, like you said, like April, when everything is just full flown, like flown down there. And it, I mean, you get green, greener than green. And it's amazing to see. But at the same time, you almost have to take a step back and be appreciative of that they were able to still, with what's going on, host the Masters tournament, which was great because everybody loves the Masters. I don't think I don't would know what to do if we had, if we had a year without the Masters. So it was still like awesome to see and watch. And I guess you can say one of the better things that turned out with a November masters is that April's you don't have to wait 365 days to watch the masters again. You got like four months, four or five months. It's one of those things where, and we're going to get into it later. uh, Can, can someone ride a high of winning it? Obviously DJ, can he ride the high of winning it and, and take home maybe a back to a real quick back to back. But before we get into that, and everything that had to do with the play. I want to kind of continue on the, how grateful we are to have the masters right in the fall and, and look at it from a, uh, an aspect of how different was it to watch this coverage and never not see fans where we're typically used to seeing rows on rows on rows of fans. I think some of the biggest differences being behind 12 T box, there was no patrons behind, you know, 11 T and 12 T box or 11 green and 12 T box. And, and then 18T, typically one of the most narrowest shoots. We talked about it in our recap last week, that tractor trailer effect where you get behind, you know, you get between these two high walls and it just tenses you up. I think 18 was a much easier tee shot because of no patrons this year. Oh, without a doubt. I mean, I even, and that's what one of the most exciting things I was interested to see with the no fans is what's the course really look like kind of if you were to take a bigger Eagle Live picture from kind of without the fans, see like the separation between holes. Cause like you said, 18, if I mean, I, I sent you that one, that one comparison with this year and last year's Mm -hmm. on 18. I mean, it is just this with 18 with the, with patrons, it's just this narrow shoot. And if you're coming up 18 about to win, you know, this elegant major championship, at Augusta national and you're, and you just got fans just surrounding you and basically, you know, tractor trailer effect. You just, Whoa, nerves kick in. Then you look at the picture that of what they had. And it's like a few, I don't know, workers. And I guess you can say telecast or whatever. And it was just so open and just kind of free. And it was cool. Right. But like, you know, you, you talk, you talk about 12 in particular as well. 
that hole this year was tough enough already. Guys succumbed to huge numbers at that hole because the wind was shifting. Sunday was playing so different than the rest of the year. I'm looking at a picture here that the European Tour uh, Instagram post that you sent me, they posted – the, the crowd behind 12 tee box is like 47 rows deep. We're not just talking seven or eight rows of patrons. We're talking, you know, the ground level and then the stadium level. That's like 40, almost 50 rows deep. That is a major difference in the way that course plays just from a pressure standpoint. Um, but, you know, aside from that and how it played, how about the views we got to see on a course that we typically don't get to see the vastness and the openness of the true golf course architecture. Cause the golf course architecture really shined through without the patrons there this week. Yeah. And, and I mean, you saw Augusta national as Augusta national as you what, saw it as you know, Bobby cr- Jones yep. and Alistair McKenzie meant it to be seen when they first walked on the property, when they first designed the property and when they first brought the master's to life from a vision it's just like to the play. um what's the movie it's like the legend of bobby jones or whatever mm-hmm. and at the end he goes he goes this is it you're standing on the first tee at augusta national home of the masters tournament and it's just like just this open i mean even same with one i mean look at it one because that's another one where everybody's surrounded that tee box and it's just so tight but it, in reality mm-hmm. it's it's not it's something too man you know obviously they talked about how they talked about it perfectly, I think, on the broadcast, um, how Tiger walking up 18, you know, imagine the thunderous roars you would have heard even after his 10 on number 12, which we'll get into a little later as well. Um, the, the, the back to back to back to back birdie finish, five out of his last six birdie finish from a, from a reigning champion would have had the most thunderous roars coming down Augusta Nationals 18 and instead you get nothing instead you get the silence instead you get the maybe you know jovial conversation between him and him and joey but that's it it was it was one of those it was one of those things man um it was weird it was cool i think if we were to have something like this in the future i'd be down for it as some sort of special event with no fans, really, really exclusive, intimate with the pros kind of event, but I'm ready for April and I'm ready for fans to be there. Oh yeah. I mean, fans play a huge part in all sporting events. I mean, just, I mean, even look at kind of like basketball, baseball and football these days, like the world series and, and the NBA finals. I mean, the Lakers won the NBA finals, but no one really kind of batted an eye because no one really paid attention to it because it just wasn't the same. And I mean, you got the NBA finals, right. And the Lakers winning this, the 2020, you know, NBA finals after the year, one of their great historic Kobe Bryant's passed away. Like the amount of, I guess you can say energy that would have come from the fans. And like, mm. like you said, Tiger Bird and five in the last six holes to kind of get himself back into like, I don't know, a, a decent round just kind of just shows how much and how much they play in this event to these, to these uh, fans. Cause I mean, think about it, you know, he drains like one part birdies, right? Like mm-hmm. outright the rest of the way you're going to have the fans just roaring left and right. And then you're probably going to have players back, you know, that are well, 
you know, later with the later tee times, like DJ coming up different holes, hearing that kind of, I don't know, getting startled or whatnot. And well, saying like, J- oh, Justin shit. Thomas touched on exactly what you're speaking about. He said multiple times throughout the weekend, he said, it's just simply different. It's not the same. You can't hear guys making moves. Like you were saying, you can't hear the roars. You don't know if someone just went birdie birdie. And they, and the crowd also lets you know when someone just made bogey and all of a sudden you're back in it because the murmurs start around you, the, Oh my God, he's in it. The, he's only one back this, that, or the other, the murmurs start around you. The, the, but like the, the loudness of, of how, how much those crowd moves affect the way guys play, I think is just bar none, obviously um, a huge aspect to any golf tournament, but especially coming down the back nine of Augusta on Sunday. Do I think it would have changed the outcome? Absolutely not. I think DJ was just too locked in this week, but it's really something to think about. And especially as we move into April um, and as numbers kind of skyrocket here a little bit, hopefully we can contain things and see the patrons back on the grounds of Augusta national by the time April masters comes around. Oh, no doubt. And one special thing about the November Masters is it was a completely different Masters from your typical April Masters, mm-hmm. like you were saying. I mean, I just think it was great to see, but obviously we would prefer an April Masters. Yeah, I mean, let's get into the how, how it played, who played it the best, uh, you know, through the days. Um, when we talk about how it played, right, from a difference standpoint of course setup, um, the course was just soft. I mean, plain and simple. Yes, they got a lot of rain. We had the rain delays. Um, you know, everyone didn't finish round one on the Friday or I mean the Thursday afternoon. Um, but it just played soft because of that rain. There was never a point throughout the entire weekend, maybe late Sunday afternoon that the greens finally started to firm up. But those first three rounds, guys were taking dead in dead aim at pins. They had no business in, in an April Masters taking dead aim at. No, and like, from the rain and just it being soft, these guys were just flag hunting. And when you when you heard that ball hit the green, it was it it made a splat, and the ball just didn't move. Or if the ball didn't get stuck in its uh, ball mark or whatnot and just mm-hmm. stick, it did it zipped back like crazy. So I feel like that's the only way that you saw the greens kind of come into play that the greens that we all know and love at Augusta is when it, you know, caught a little bit spun back and then really zipped off. But other than that, they, I mean, even look at the drives. I mean, these guys are bombing drives, like, you know, on like one or 10 and they got these, you know, dog leg down, downhillers and Mm -hmm. the ball just lands and just sticks. Well, I mean, you want to talk about, you know, obviously cause it was long, the balls were sticking guys were getting mud balls all, all weekend long. Um, but you yeah, want to talk about something speaking, that was really neat. Hold on. Speaking ahead, of mud ball, you know, after day one, I immediately regretted my decision on Bubba. I even though I stuck with it, whenever all the players are in their post round interviews talking about mud ball, mud ball, mud ball, I totally just like clicked and totally forgot and then remembered about the video of all the times Bubba freaking out about mud balls and I just looked at myself and just shook my head it was just like that was just a poor decision on that you took the most definite prima donna of mud ball complaining um into a weekend where mud balls were most prevalent so many I mean you can probably get a compilation video of, of just the post round interviews of Augusta Masters 2020 and just 
all different players saying mudball. I low key, I low key love it. Um, you know, <laughs> you want to talk like, about damn. some really cool things that came out of, of round one though. Um, almost 70 year old Larry Mize shot two under par, probably one of the shorter guys in the entire tournament. And I want to get into that trend, you know, as we get into the, the further rounds, the, the third and fourth round, Larry Mize, two under par 70 in the first round, uh, beat a lot of really, really top, I think world-class players in that first round. Oh, no doubt. I mean, it just kind of goes to, goes to show, like we said before, your entire game has to be there. I mean, from tee to green. And his was, and then you can even see some of like these big power hitters and, Mm -hmm. you know, these top 10 players, uh, they were all over the place. Their ball striking wasn't the best and their control wasn't the best and they struggled and it showed. It absolutely showed. I mean, that, that, that's a, that's, what's great about the the masters is you get like past masters tournament uh, Mm -hmm. winners and they come and play. And these guys that are like consistently playing on the champions tours, and they're just giving it their all because of just like what the master stands for. And these guys are, they started competing. Oh, a hundred percent. And I mean, Jack Nicholas put it perfectly too, I think. And, and it was interesting to see him chime in um, obviously on the soft conditions and things like that. Um, but I mean, he, he just kind of said it like it was, there was no wind on Thursday, absolutely no wind. Um, and after all the rain we saw, he said it was like throwing darts. So, you know, if anybody could put themselves in position, he goes, this is hardly Augusta National at its finest or most challenging. And I think finally, you know, it's something we all can agree on with, with, with old man Jack Nicholas because he's had some takes in the past where they just they, they scream old man golf, no thank you to new man golf. But th- this he actually kind of hit the nail on the head. If you put yourself on, in the right positions off the tee at Augusta in that first round, you were throwing darts because there was really no challenge where Augusta challenges you the most. And that's the extremely firm, fast undulated greens. Yeah. I mean, one hole that sticks out the most for me is four. I mean, you have a 240 yard part three and these guys are aiming dead straight at the flag and the ball's stopping, you know, inside five feet from 240. Yeah, I mean, they, they were taking no prisoners on their lines all no. day long on that hole. And you know, you know that if this was in April and it's firm and the wind might be kicking a little bit, that these guys are using that hole as a cautious hole and saying par's good. Well, and even you, you look at that, how it changed, right? From Thursday to Sunday, guys were taking the more laid back kind of lay oh i wouldn't say layup but guys were going left center of the green and just trying to play for par come sunday afternoon they weren't doing that on thursday and friday because of the softness of the the conditions exactly once kind of friday afternoon into in the saturday saturday morning late morning that's Mm -hmm. when people realize oh here come the here come the augusta uh national greens that we all know and love and and it's crazy because it was two it was two different golf courses within within the uh, four days, mm-hmm. and it kind of almost they, a lot of the players said it. They said, you know, you're coming out playing this course, and you you know this is one course that you play every year. It's the same course, it's the same major, so you know, okay, if I'm on this part of the green, the ball is going to do this, or if I'm on this part of the you know course, if I hit the ball off the tee with this shot shape and at this speed or whatnot, the ball, and if it hits on a certain spot in the fairway, the ball is going to, you know, take off and whatnot. 
that didn't happen. And even though a lot of the players said that, they said that it just – it was a different golf course. Well, and you could definitely tell, too, the players that love – the old Augusta and kind of struggled on day one and the players that didn't really mind the, the, the change in course conditions. Cause it showed in the scoring Rory put up a first round 75. Uh, now on the flip end of that, I'm going to kind of compare as we go here, Rory, that first round 75, Justin Thomas came out of the gates. Absolutely humming. I mean, like seven of his first nine, I think he birdied. Um, he, he was in a position to really take a, a stronghold of this golf tournament. Darkness set in, you know, he had to sleep on it, comes back out and finishes his round ho-hum and hits, hits the next ground, like the ground running ho-hum and really doesn't, I think, improve on his positioning really the rest of the weekend. Um, and, and it was something to where, in retrospect, Rory with that opening round 75 comes back and fires a 66 second round as the course started to dry out. Um, his secret, he said, in between rounds, I hit five nine irons, a three wood, and that seemed to turn it around. So a quick ra- quick little range sesh for Rory is all he needed to uh, straighten the ship and, and get himself on the straight and narrow path. I think Rory McIlroy learned a lot about himself and hopefully, um, you know, as a personal Rory McIlroy fan, I think uh, can, can only take positives from what he learned again this year at Augusta and I think he contends for for that grand slam win come April this year yeah in 2021 think, yeah I he's all he's due for it and you know it kind of goes with that it always seems like he has that one round that just completely is just blows up and kind of almost takes him completely out of contention and then he fires like three straight great rounds that kind of puts him in contention but he just kind of runs out of time it's a little ridiculous and i i feel bad for him because he he's like kind of gotten this nickname of like backdoor rory because like he he does he has that one round where just absolutely takes him out of the all possibility of winning it but come sunday afternoon his name is stupidly up there in the top five because he he goes he goes really low in the other two rounds uh, you know whatever's left so he's got that crazy trend where if he could just figure out how to, uh, you know, not blow up in one round, th- this man would have a green jacket or maybe even two. Oh no, I agree that, that he, he'll get it. I think it's uh, I think sometimes it's, I feel like it's a subconscious, subconscious, uh, internal, inter, inter, all right, fuck that word. It's a subconscious thing for him to where and the media kind of just mix in this where he knows that if he gets it it's the grand slam and they always bring it up every year like damn it we know we know if he needs if he gets this one he has a grand slam we all know it you don't have to keep reminding him let him go out and do his thing and i think sometimes that gets in his head whether he knows it or not oh it definitely does um it's to the point now i think you said it perfectly we don't need to say it the media doesn't need to say it Hell, Rory doesn't even need to say it to know that he's thinking about this being the one. Um, and, and, and I really hope it doesn't go the Phil Mickelson route of the U.S. Open, where it becomes a thing where he knows it's the one so bad that he almost becomes, you know, the, the, the one that never quite just happened because he thinks about it so much. He tries so hard because I think at the end of the day, that's what's happened to Mickelson, especially in the areas, you know, in the times where he's had that almost in a grasp of his hand and then just let it slip. I think it's almost from like a try hard mentality because they know that that's just the one left before they, they capture it all. 
Yeah, I, I would give it with the next three masters. He'll have one of them. I like that. If there was a if there was a way to you know put a hundred dollars on that bet right now, I think I'd I'd cash that in all day long. No, nah, for sure. So no, man. Let's 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 start. Let's dive into more uh, more more weekend rounds here. You know, we talk about Tiger having a little bit of contention as we entered the weekend. His Saturday round was, uh, dare I say, lackluster. Um, you know, just nothing impressive. No real runs. No real moves. When everyone else was moving, when DJ was moving up the leaderboard, when everyone else was going to double digits tiger went backwards most of the round uh evened it out at the end of the day and stuck right around even but when you're when you're at five under and watching the field go to eight nine ten eleven twelve you just you you can't put yourself in that big of a hole come sunday morning no sometimes i think it was like his friday round too i mean you know he came out fire out the gates and it's like yo he is up there I mean, he's within like one or two. I mean, he's he's right there. Like he's got this. Like he could do it. And then it's like that next day. He always throws that seventies round in there that just like nothing's getting done. And he's like, he's at like halfway through. He's like on like ten or eleven, and he's at like plus two or three. And you're like, oh, here it goes. And he's grinding to get himself back to even or whatnot. And it just, it just seems like nothing was getting it. And I'll tell you what, man, that first round, yo, if he had, I mean, he had so many just like burnt edges to where he could have probably been. I was getting aggravated for him. I was was getting aggravated for him. I mean, I watched, so like my master's viewing was a little bit different this year. You know, I wasn't watching it like each day as much. I mean, you know, work Thursday, Friday. So I tried to do the best I can. Didn't really watch Saturday because I went out and played in the afternoon. And then like Sunday, I got up a little bit. That's the only time I actually like watched like prime time. But dude, I have to say this. The app was insane how they did it this year. I mean, they had, I don't know if they did it in years past, but you can go in on the app and go to players or even on the website and go to players and literally watch any player that you wanted in that tournament and watch shot Yo, for shot. Let's talk about the 18. my group app. Let, let's talk Ugh. about that because high, like, I mean, not even low key, high key, the best part of the master's viewing experience this year. I think it was new. I never remember this being, I think it was a specific COVID thing. Um, let's talk about that, man. It was amazing. Even if you miss the front half of the of their rounds, you could go back with shot tracker see exactly where like how they hit their shot with video they had video of every single player's swing where the ball went it wasn't just like they were featuring groups no you could go pick amateur andy ogletree and watch his entire round you could watch shot for shot where he was playing it was just it was absolutely impeccable that the detail that the masters went through this year to make it the most best possible viewing experience because there was no patrons and the best part free yeah that's how you grow the the game that's how you grow the game fox cbs nbc take notes i mean it and that's what's so great and that's what i love about golf even if you were to go physically to the event like i've said before you and i can go to any tournament and just go our separate ways and we'll see a completely different game it's not like basketball where you we go and we see the same game in the stadium like we see everything that happens 
golf is something where there is so much that you can you can't see it all but you can see something completely different than what i see and they set that up perfectly with i mean you have amen corner which they always had feature groups which they've always had uh holes four five and six holes 15 and 16 the broadcast that you would see on just on any you know on espn or whatnot and then it, it is new because I'm actually on the website right now. It says new. You got my group. And then you just pick players that you want to watch. And then if you missed it, you go back. And then you just like, I watched Tiger. I watched Tiger's fr- uh, Friday round. And I think I watched Tiger's Saturday round. And it was eight, nine o'clock at night. And I was like, oh, hold on. Pulled up the app, went on the website, clicked, watched every shot. So I, I didn't miss a beat. It was, it was incredible. It was one of those things where I was, you know, when I logged on, it was shocking. I was like, Oh, well that's new. Let's check it out. Um, and when, and it obviously was not that tough to figure out. You just click the star next to your player's name and, and boom, he was in my group. Um, so yeah, really awesome stuff from the masters. Uh, they just seem to time and time again, um, create a viewership experience online. Unlike any other um, at one point, um, on Saturday and Sunday, you had up to, especially if you were using the my group, you had up to the availability of having six screens open on one master's viewing platform. I mean, name another sport that does that as well as the masters. I don't think there's such a thing out there. Maybe yeah. that quote unquote NFL red zone that gives you a red zone, like view of every NFL <clears throat> team as they're about to score. But Yet again, I think Masters just does it with way more class, and they, and they do it with way much more precision too. Yeah, I mean that's probably the best way to describe it. It's it's golf's red zone. I mean it it's you get the but you get to choose what you want to see, and it's not it's not always about the scoring aspect like it is on football, where if they're in the red zone, that's what they're showing. Mm-hmm. But oh, damn, dude! I mean, I'm telling you, it was it it was one hell hell of a treat i mean they couldn't have done it any better i mean i hope they continue to do that in in the near future but oh wow that's all i gotta say about that it's just it's one of those things and, and we've preached on this right like since covid started um there's a lot of things that are going to be born out of the necessity to compensate for covid that when covid you know hopefully dissipates gets itself out of you know all of our systems that we keep there's going to be a lot of amazing things that came up because of covid that even when we go back to quote unquote normal uh, i hope we get to keep and this is certainly one of them this needs to stay you know for the till the end of time and another thing that they need to stay is for those who can't get on the grounds is taste of the masters yo Dude. my man we didn't order that neither of us ordered it. i, I missed out not? And I I just saw it like the last day. Shout out to Jeff Mussini, uh, Jeff Mussini of um, Slope Grade. He posted on his, and I said, "Dude, how the hell did you get that?" He goes, "Well, if you followed their story, they sent out links." And he said, "I think today was the last day for them to ship it out." And I said, "What?" He goes, "Hold on, I'll check it out for it." He goes, "Yeah, sold out." I said, "You have got to be kidding me!" And I said, "Dude, what what a deal!" And he said it was, it was a, so for those who haven't seen it, I mean, it's $150 and it, I mean, it self-explanatory hashtag taste of the masters, right? Yeah. I mean, let's, so. let's walk through this real quick, right? Like I'm looking at what the <laughs> yeah. entire package was. This is just incredible, man. Obviously 
the classics, a pound of pimento cheese, a pound of egg salad, one and a half pounds of the barbecued pork. So you can make a couple two tree sandwiches with uh, with all that right there. And then you get eight bags of chips, not just any chips, though, the nice little master's logo chips. That's what was so classy about this, too. They didn't cut any corners, right? They didn't just send out like their suppliers. No, they put the master's logos on everything. It had the master's touch on it. It came with um, six the bags cups. of pecan caramel popcorn, the master's logo checkerboard serving paper. They even gave you the checkered serving paper to serve your freaking sandwiches in. This was incredible. And then, like you said, not just five, not even 10. They gave you 25 logoed master's cups to put drinks in to wash it all down. So it was one of those things, man, where I wish I had seen it sooner. I would have been all over that in a heartbeat. Um, I instead went to Food Lion, got the Food Lion egg salad, got the Food Lion pimento cheese. Gotta say, egg now, salad, did you, pretty did on you, point. Did you make them pimento cheese or did they have like a tub of a pimento cheese There's spread? a company um, and I am at a loss for words as to what it's called. But as I go through the rest of this sentence, I'm going to figure it out for you. Um, there was a tub of sole pimento cheese. So it had like some extra tang to it, I think. Uh, but it was basically a very similar product to what the uh, to what the Masters puts out. And let me just tell you, um, the egg salad, perfect. Just I mean, just absolutely perfect. Uh, egg salad sandwiches might just be an all time great snack sandwich, and I might have actually convinced myself to eat these year round. Um, after oh, I love egg salad. After after this week of, of having a, a couple of Masters Sunday, uh, because you know everyone else was, so I figured I had to. Um, yeah, it was great. Now where I did find the uh, this this, I guess they call it the the pimento cheese with soul. It's called Palmetto Cheese. It's a company called Palmetto Cheese. Uh, they're actually out of Pauly's Island, South Carolina. So shout out Salty Golfer. Shout out to U.S. Loman uh, down in your hometown, Palmetto Cheese. Uh, very similar product to what the pimento cheese uh, is that they put on the uh, the Masters Masters edition. So I have myself some of those. I know, guys, not the taste of the Masters, but I tell you what, with a little sweet tea in a single strap society cup, I have myself a good old Masters Sunday. There you go. I'm dying to get one of these pimento cheese sandwiches. I'm probably I was thinking about with the Masters kind of coming on the close. I said you know what, this week I'm going to go to the grocery store. I'm going to get the cheeses. I'm going to get the pimentos because I looked and couldn't find anything. And I'm making myself like from scratch pimento cheese sandwiches. I like it. I like that move. Um, guys, if you haven't heard about single strap society go to www.enjoythewalkpod.com and check it out today it is our opportunity for you guys to become ambassadors to become a member of our society from enjoy the walk podcast if you join today you guys for a 45 dollars entry fee for a 45 dollars membership fee you guys get over a hundred dollars worth of goodies sent to your door you guys get a membership package that includes a Winston tour towel with single strap society and enjoy the walk logo on it. You guys get a 12 ounce logo cup, three inch sticker. You guys get custom wooden tees from Western birch with the single strap society logo on it, as well as access to members only merch access to members only events online and in person as we hopefully turn to an in-person 
more frequent events with all of this COVID stuff going on in the spring. Guys, you also get a digital copy of The Strapbook, a triannual publication published from us to you. Uh, like I said, guys, The Strapbook will be a curated uh, collection of artwork, a collection of photos, a collection of printed media um, curated by us, but by you as well. You guys can submit photos to have featured in the strapbook. Um, it's basically our culmination of everything that is good about walking within the game of golf in a scrapbook style format uh, resembling the Sunday carry lifestyle. So guys, check that out today. Single Strap Society, www.enjoythewalkpod.com. And if you guys want to follow more, we're at Single Strap Society on Instagram, as well as at Enjoy the Walk Pod on Instagram and Twitter. Follow us there, share the podcast, get more involved, sign up today. So Dante, we were talking about the, uh, you know, just everything involved with the food down there at Augusta, the taste of the masters. Um, w- sounds like we got some cooking up to do in the kitchen. Yeah, no doubt. Get that, get out the mixing bowls and the and the food processors and I'm all about it. Let's, let's get going. Let's, let's let it rip. Um, but talking about letting it rip, um, obviously a talk of the week was Bryson and let's get into it. Let's just dive right into it because we've had enough frustration behind the media coverage of him. But I think you and I have come to a consensus that it's actually just Bryson being Bryson. And there is so much analytics and thought going into how he's playing that no, he didn't have success this time around, but it could pay dividends going into 2021 and beyond. Yeah. And I, I'll be honest, man, I was rooting against him hard and I see him struggling. I did. I was like fist pumping. I was like, let's go, let's go. And it not you, you and the whole world. I saw social yeah, media it's, tearing that guy up, but it, it wasn't necessarily directed towards him a little bit too, because it was of like some of his cocky comments, and, mm-hmm. you know, a little bit of arrogance, but you know, karma's a bitch and, the Augusta golf God said, <laughs> yeah, watch and learn kid. Um, but it was more of kind of your, your mainstream golf media and how they're basically saying, you know, this guy watched Bryson in the practice round and this is what clubs he had into these holes. And they're like, he's just an outright, he's going to outright win. You know, everybody's going to be playing for a second just because he's, he's just pounding the ball. Like, so like hitting 200 mile hour ball speed. And, and we've discussed prior to this that it's that's not the course to do it on i mean that's a course where you need to shape the ball and you need to accurately place the ball on the fairway or you're screwed because even in the rough the rough this year was a lot longer than it normally is in april so you Mm -hmm. really i mean he lost the damn ball because of the mud and it being thick which Uh, to his defense and i will pick this up (laughs) The, the spotter screwed yeah. him royally because no lo- no more than 10 minutes after they lost that ball, deemed it lost, and he went and played through the hole, the yeah. spotter was like, oh, I pointed him in the wrong direction. He was oh. down the hill to the left about 15 to 20 yards of where everyone was looking. My bad. So that Ooh. wasn't all Bryson's fault in yeah. that one. Yes, but- he still hit it there, but the spotter screwed him a little. Yeah, but it just, it just kind of goes to show that it- – Augusta you have to show up with everything you can't just have one piece to the puzzle and just expect that that's going to get it done and just Mm -hmm. saying all right yeah I'm going to go over the trees and just like take the course out of play and just go after the green that that's that's not how that course is set up to play no not at all it showed it absolutely showed and that's what I was excited about is the is the fact that it's like that like he's he's taking he's bringing long drive Mm -hmm. with like the skill set that he has like 
he's just taking long drive and adding it into golf. So he's well, just, and I'll be honest too. Right. So like not, not only Bryson um, struggled here off the tee shots, especially on the back nine, you look at guys that can't hit a draw around the par fives, you know, around the bends of these par fives. And, and all of a sudden, I mean, it, it's notorious. This is what Roy struggles with the most. It's the hole he blows up on every year. He, he yanks one left on 13 just about every freaking year. And it's like, dude, you would think you could have this hole figured out. And I mean, you look at it on Sunday afternoon, DJ's hitting three wood off of there because he doesn't want to hit it deep in the pine straw. Like yep. he doesn't want to put himself in trouble. And it just begs the question, like, yes, you can hit it this long. Obviously DJ is one of the longest guys out there too. And even he understands how to play within himself, take the three wood when necessary, tone it down and just hit fairways. Cause that's what Augusta is all about. And there's still too many guys and they ended up paying the price. There's too many guys that try and overpower Augusta. And that's one thing you simply cannot do. No. And I mean, even like, even on 13, like Bubba, I mean, he plays that huge slice and he's probably loving that hole, but he's like overcooking it because I think it gets very um, in between the guys, you know, into the mentally to the fact that, you know, that hole is a very eagle hole, right? No mm -hmm. one's really, if you walk out with birdie, it's like, uh, I don't know. Was that, was, was that what I wanted? And if you probably walk out anticipating with par, it everybody. feels like a bogey. Exactly. If you walk, yeah, if walk out with a birdie, it feels like a par and everybody's getting eagles, getting eagles. So what they're trying to do is they're trying to pound it and move it around the trees as well. So they can set themselves up with the shorter iron into the green. But is that the smart players like, yo, okay, if you can't hit those shots to move it around, take a lesser club and just get it out there. And you know, it, it is what at this point, because you'd rather put yourself in the fairway than risking yourself getting caught in in the trees oh 100 percent. and i and i think something that just exemplified that we talked about it a little earlier in the podcast larry my shooting two under on the first day obviously you know just puts the the i think the critics every critic to shame on this whole distance debate because obviously distance doesn't you know get you under par where it matters most but i think the the especially kind of i guess debate ender uh was bernhard langer on sunday beating Bryson DeChambeau by two shots, uh, shooting 71 to DeChambeau 73. Um, Bernhard, I think the, uh, the champion of all dads and amateur players over 30 out there, um, he's got six hybrids in the bag and two woods. He's basically got hybrid irons is pretty much what he plays at this, Damn. at this stage in life. And it's just incredible to me that like a guy with this kind of setup, a guy with this game, he, 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 he's a notorious multi-time winner on the, on the champions tour. He knows how to get the ball around. Right. It's incredible to me that a guy who averages somewhere around 250 yards off the tee, you know, to Bryson's 340 yard tee shot, he's almost a hundred yards behind him at some points and he edges him out at Augusta on Sunday. Um, it was incredible. I think after Sunday, the distance debate just is no longer. It needs to be over. Yeah, I think so. I mean, it, it was always like, how far Bryson can hit it? How far? And that's impressive, dude. Like, to be able to take, you know, your game and realize, like, you know, mm -hmm. you were probably, you know, you're getting it out there pretty decent. And, you know, your style, single left irons, you have this kind of this science to back it up and, you know, 
you're working with what you're deciding to go with and it's and, and it's showing right you're you're taking your hypotheses right your hypothesis and you're putting it and it's coming up with you know it's actually showing the result of what you're mm-hmm. doing and, and he kind of decided that with the driver he's like i'm just gonna hit it as far as possible he's doing that but for some reason we decided as golf media to spin it it's like that's the way to do things no that's not golf and he even he even said it at the end of the thing he goes that's what makes golf so great is that you can have a guy like bernard langer and then hitting whatever he's doing and then i'm doing as bryce is doing what he's doing and come up with relatively the same score well and it's so incredible right like you just watched it all day sunday bryson was just an absolute train wreck with the wedges in his hands he was hitting good drives in all actuality he was keeping the driver in play and 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 producing some really good looks with wedges in his hands and then putting wedges in bunkers putting wedges in the wrong spots of greens and, and you know missing greens on the like short side meanwhile bernhard longer's hitting like seven six five iron into these greens and stuffing them to you know eight ten feet and, and and getting birdie looks so at the end of the day man it was just incredible to watch that kind of juxtaposition of the new and the old and the old get the best of the new um, I mean, and not only just once, Bernhard shot 68 on Friday. I mean, this guy's this guy's a machine, and I hate to say it, but if he ever gets on a roll and like wins a couple senior tour championships before April, watch out because Bernhard Longer could compete next year. That would be that would be awesome to see. That'd be the story of the century. Uh, a man well into his 60s, um, you know, giving it giving it a roll down at Augusta one last time. <laughs> I love it, man. It's one of those things where it's just like age is just a number, especially with golf. Um, someone else who I think is going to give us a run of what could be a run of the century here. Um, we've talked about Dustin Johnson in the past opening the seal, opening, you know, cracking the seal. Obviously, he's won at Oakmont, but that's really been his only one. Um, he's number one in the world, finally breaks through, gets his master's win. Um, is this the beginning of a absolute tear? that just Dustin Johnson could be on. I mean, he's already number one in the world. He's already gotten many, many wins over the past few years, but is this, is this a major tear in the making for Dustin Johnson, or is this just another one of his kind of quick rises to the top and then he'll fall off again? What what do you think this is for DJ? I think he's just on the way his personality is and the way his his style of game is. He's just on a cruise control. I, I think, you know, he's just going to go out there, play his game like he always says. And if his day comes, his day's going to come. And he definitely put it put it together. I mean, I think what helped him out was just his drives were just literally butter cuts all weekend, all week long. I mean, just the, he just drove the ball so well that, I mean, that's, that's DJ that we all know and love. And it mm-hmm. just, yeah, he's just on a cruise control. I mean, I agree. It was there, bound to happen. Some, there's something about that man's demeanor. We all joke about it from time to time on the almost, oh, he doesn't give a shit mentality, this, that, or the other. And it's like, no, it, it's not a not give a shit. The dude grinds, right? The dude finds ways to get better. But it, it's it's almost that just absolute perfect golfer's mentality of just nothing will rattle this man. Nothing yeah, he gets plays... under his skin. If he makes 10, if he makes two, it does not matter to him. That's the best part about the way he approaches the game of golf. 
he he plays with no fear and he and he almost plays with almost like like you said it plays like he has no emotion mm-hmm. um but he says it all the time he goes no like i'm nervous i'm excited i'm pumped up out there he goes i just don't show it and like right at the end when he won i mean it, i think it hit him and we all know like he choked up like it like it shows that this man really cares about his game and what he's doing with it and where he wants to take it. So like it, it's there. He just, just has this cru- cruise control mentality where he just doesn't, he just keeps going. Well, and I think where that cruise control mentality really showed itself on Sunday, right? You, you get, you get to the you know midway through the front nine. He, he goes back to back bogeys. All of a sudden the leads cut to one. You got Sun JM, who's a rookie out there breathing down his neck. You've got four other guys right there with him kind of saying, hey, one more stumble, and this is anybody's game. And then all of a sudden, it felt like in the blink of an eye, the guys behind him struggled a little bit. And and then all of a sudden, he's got a three-stroke lead again. It, yeah. it felt like in the blink of an eye. It did not feel like it took that long for Dustin Johnson to go from almost completely losing a lead to being in absolute control of his own destiny. Yeah, he was he's definitely has more control than him letting the nerves get to him and just completely blowing it blowing it out of the park and just saying whoops. You know what I mean? Kind of just just throwing just giving it away. You're not going to really see that from no, him. No, and and I think too he's he's got the makeup of an absolute just cold-hearted champion. And I think where, where the comparisons lie is like, right. Like Tiger made that 10 on 12 and then finishes, you know, five out of his last six birdies. I think DJ has got that same, same mental makeup where he can go make bogey, bogey, bogey. And and then just all of a sudden, right the ship again without really too much of a change of emotion. He never got heated. He never got angry. He never got, down he never got you know there was no change in the facial demeanor even though he was probably an absolute roller coaster mentally i would imagine inside that that physical demeanor always says a lot about how someone is going to carry themselves and and his never changes which is just incredible um and and i think if, if if we look at it now moving from you know november here into april this could set dj up for a very quick and, and, you know, I think close back-to-back Masters green jacket ceremony where he's slipping the jacket on himself in April. Yeah, it's uh, – I can definitely see that happen with such a short turnaround in uh, Masters November going into Masters April. Um, if things here start calming down, I think uh, it's definitely – the percentage has increased greatly that – a back-to-back finish or back-to-back win um, is you'll see it. Oh, for sure. You know, and and moving forward too, man, who are we, this is just all too early, you know, locks, I think to take it home. We just talked about, uh, we just talked about DJ being the favorite, I think uh, to go back to back if there were to be one uh, this early in the, you know, in the year. But if we're looking at it and not picking DJ, Who's our all too early 2021 Masters champion? I'm gonna go with Tiger with the stats that they kept putting up. Do you see the stats with the listen, listen, with I'm the Bubba right Watson now, thing? If you don't think the media 
are Tiger guys or gals after this past week, you're nuts. They're every chance they possibly got. Even when Tiger was sitting 17th and like seven back, they were like, hey, don't, don't you remember when Jack Nicholas won his sixth and he was 17th in the, uh, at the Masters and 33rd in the world? Well, guess where Tiger's at? The media played every kind of Tiger-Jack comparison this week to make it look like he was going to win, and now they flipped the script and compared him to Bubba. I mean, that's kind of that's kind of creepy, man. Dude, I, it, I believe in so serendipity. Weird. And it, for those who don't know what we're talking about, right? So, so Bubba won his first Masters, and then the year following that took a 10 on number 12. Yep. And then the year after that, got that second one so if we're looking if if serendipity is such a thing which boy i'm a believer tiger's taking home the masters next year i mean it's not that he played bad i mean he had the second round wasn't the greatest and then he he pulled the 10 which whoa which Um, at that point it didn't matter though but no but but this but to be able to you know (laughs) Not many golfers can go have a 10 and then have six holes left and 35 of them that complete the day and break 80. It, it shows not only that he's still got it and that the big cat still is an absolute problem on the back nine of Augusta. It showed that he's just got so much heart, so much resilience, so much love for the game, love for the masters, love for Augusta that he's never going to give up on that place. That place is always going to be somewhere where he knows if he just puts a little bit of heart and effort into it, it's going to pay him back tenfold. And I think that showed when he finished out the the back nine, the way he did, he just, he loves that place, man. If there's, if there's going to be a place where Tiger Woods wins seven or eight more major championships, seven or eight more of them are going to be inside the walls of Augusta national. I honestly think any win that he has from here on out will be the masters. Anything else is just preparation. I mean, he's already said it too, when he thought like when he had that back injury, right. Kind of like for the fusion. I mean, he's like, I had a great career, which he has, his career has been phenomenal. I mean, he's had, I mean, he's one of the greats out there. I mean, look at his statistics, look at his wins, look at his major championships. Like, look at that. I mean, what he's done for the game, it's like, it's just hands down one of the greatest. So he's like, you know what? I, I've, I've had a great career. Like, you cannot knock that. Like, I've had a hell of a career. You know, if I had to hang it up, I have to hang it up. But, I mean, look at what I've done. I mean, I mm-hmm. cannot, like, look at that and be like, oh, I missed out on this. Like, dude, you, you kicked ass. To them, he, then he comes back. Then he wins a couple tournaments. Then he's contending in the in the the Open Championship. Then he's then he wins the Masters. Now it's like, oh shit! Like, you know, I'm out here to have fun, but you know, there's still some records to be broken. Well, and I'm going to tell you too why I think I think you're spot on with the serendipity of it all falling together and why you like Tiger. But I'm I'm going to throw another kind of fact in there for you of why I think he thrived so well late on Sunday and why I think the April masters is the reason tiger's going to win. Um, It got dry. It got fast. It got firm. Everyone else struggled except who Dustin Johnson, who ended up winning and tiger woods in the last hour and a half that the golf course was on display. 
Why? Because it most resembled an April Masters. That Sunday late afternoon is when it got dry, it got firm, it got fast. Tiger's an April guy. Tiger thrives at Augusta on April in firm, fast conditions where it makes the rest of these guys struggle and lose their wit. Tiger's a mental guy. Tiger's mm -hmm. a finesse guy. Tiger's an art guy. He it's wins. All about the feel. He, he wins in April because the Augusta National April Masters sets up like a true Masters Championship, and Tiger will be getting that jacket back from Dustin Johnson. I mean, he, like he said, he's a field player. So, I mean, November Masters just didn't feel like the Masters. And even a lot of people said it just didn't quite feel as if it was the Masters. And, you know, April, if it was April, he probably would have got it done. What, one last comment, too. He's a crowd guy. Tiger's a crowd guy. Tiger, Tiger doesn't do this whole non-crowd stuff. Tiger ain't gonna waste a win. Tiger ain't gonna waste a major championship win with no crowd there. He ain't. I he mean, ain't gonna he's gonna that. sit sit there and birdie, birdie five of the last six holes and get no roars. I mean, Tiger birdied five of the last six just to remind everyone that before he walked out of there, just who he was, and who they're gonna see in 2021. He's just prepping himself for a couple months. It's all, it's all long game for the big cat. It's yeah. all big game for the big cat. I'm all about it, guys. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed today's episode. Uh, check back in on Thursday as we update you um, with, with what's going on in our world, where we're headed, what we're doing, where we're going. Um, so thanks for following along, guys. As always, follow us at Enjoy the Walk Pod on Instagram and Twitter, as well as subscribing to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts out there. And also, give our YouTube channel a look. Uh, we post there every episode that we post on our audio we post on youtube as well so go check it out as well as the new series from enjoy the walk podcast sunday spins where we get the drone out show you our favorite courses from the sky so guys go check that out enjoy the walk podcast on youtube that's it from us this week guys get out there carry your clubs if it ain't snowing where you're at enjoy the walk One shot at a time.